All right. We're we're started. <laughs> <laughs> I'm ready. <laughs> oh my gosh. Uh, <laughs> welcome to the Timmy Gibson show. My name's Timmy Gibson and in the room I have Madison Rickabaugh. Uh Bill Ryland and Luke Winger. And in the description you'll find out more about these cool people who are joining me in our weekly water to wine episode where we talk about all things spiritual. And this week we had the opportunity or last week actually is when uh, myself uh, and Bill went to Hillsong, Kansas city, which is a, a church here. It's a church. <laughs> That's what they called it. <laughs> and you know, it's funny. It's uh, for me, it felt a lot like home in the sense of it was very much what I was. It was very uh, familiar to you. Very familiar. It was like, this is how, this is what I grew up. This is it. Like this is when I pastored, this is how I was. Like When you think of church, that's what you think of. Yeah. Right. It's interesting how after I kind of got quote bored with the Methodist faith, I would go to churches just like Hillsong in college. Like it's perfectly geared towards that young hip crowd. Yeah. But so it's weird to sit in an environment that is familiar, but to not see it like that, like to just totally be like on the outside in a uh, way. Yeah. Like it, I told uh, as soon as we walked out and I'm curious what, what Bill has to say, because as a, as a Buddhist, like it was, it was definitely weird for him. But um, the one thing that we said, right when we came out, I looked at Bill, I said, it's like we walked into a subculture, like it's a world within a world. Like they, they are living in this little world of what they think is. It's a programmed experience. It is. Trust me. The whole thing is well thought out, branded, and scripted programmed yes. and scrutinized and logarithms and market research and everything yeah that's you know uh which is a good thing well uh why are they on the plaza and not on truest avenue right. yeah. well there's a reason they're not on truest yeah right yeah what was your what was your I, mean, experience? I don't know what the reason is, but I'm just saying I yeah. find the whole thing very branded and intentional. Yeah. But uh, and program. It's a program. It's funny, Bill is the least likely person I could think of to go to a church like that. Well, you know, yeah, yeah, that's how I would feel about Bill too. Uh, <laughs> but but you know, it doesn't mean I'm you know, it doesn't mean I'm not open to experiencing it because because I do want to experience new things. And that was, was your first time to ever experience something like that? Uh, yeah, like that, because I was born and raised Catholic. And I found myself oddly nostalgic for the smell of wax and the feeling of the reverb in the room when you go into a cathedral, the the solemn sacredness, the music is so much better. It does move you. The whole place is meant, it's built right. to move you, right? Yeah, Catholic churches are beautiful. And a Catholic church is full of those rituals that that just seem to have a solemn kind of a, they just feel sacred and delicate. And even though I'm kind of a recovering Catholic, I found myself like, oh, no, that's how it should be. Yeah. I you- miss that kind of solemn 
feeling you know it's hard to explain what that is but yeah. but that didn't have that no <laughs> there was nothing subtle or solemn about that experience uh, yeah. and that is you know that's not good or bad it you know i mean people seem joyful yeah they seemed happy uh you know so what is the harm yeah i don't know if there's any harm there they were they were friendly the yeah very, yeah of course yeah, yeah. I, uh, very welcoming to us when we came in yeah yeah super friendly introduced themselves several people introduced themselves um yeah i mean they i think functioning functional wise like they like you said they're they're trained they they had they got it down they to had, a science oh it was it was very it, yeah, like he said, I mean, you walk in, you're greeted. There was an outdoor greeter, and there was people doing da da da. There was a coffee place, and then she was all nice, and then there was a security <laughs> guard, and like, I mean, it was all yeah, and all these signs and arrows, and people standing there directing people. I mean, and the branding, I was really surprised. At, I've never been into a church or you know house of worship where the name of the place was so prominently Everywhere. shoved into your face from you know from every angle. Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of money in these businesses, my friend. It's <laughs> a so question. A lot of money in this church business. Yeah. So what were you, so I've been to Hillsong back when it used to be called The Cause. And it sounds like it hasn't really changed all that much because my experience was exactly the same as what you guys is where it's like it's you get you get your program music to kind of like hype the crowd up in a way. The canned, you know, three point and a poem sermon. Right. Um, which that's the style that works you know, it's what was the sermon? There was no sermon, right? Well, I, I mean, what I would have called a sermon. Yeah, I mean, I got or the message. It or, really yeah. was. Yeah. Okay. Okay. The message was clear. Very clear. The message we understood immediately. I did. I, I'm sure you did. You used to be part of that message. Yeah. <laughs> you, you were the person that was doing the messaging. Yeah. Uh, but it's not a sermon. It wasn't like a lesson. It was more about getting connected. It was more about building community and getting more people in that room is what, I, you know, my impression. Uh, every single scriptural reference had to do with um, you need to be here and we need more people here. And don't be alone. You'll be. And devoured. even there was one, he said, if you're not, you'll be like the wolf alone in the wilderness. You'll starve to death and freeze all by yourself. And that's why we need more. So Bill and I signed up. We need We're more. part of the community now, guys. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it yeah. works. We're going to membership class next uh, week. Right. Woo! Yeah. Got your weekly Bible studies. <laughs> yeah, you know, the whole, you know, the whole thing really seemed to be about that. More people and that you have to do it or you'll fail or you'll be miserable or you'll die in the wilderness if you're not part of a, this group. That sounds more like a business advertisement, but yeah yeah and, I, and to be fair right you know this was one sunday um i remember as a pastor i would like teach like we're gonna go through the book of proverbs and then i would have a a sunday which may have been that sun the sunday we went may have been this message which is right they the elders came and said we need more money we need more people we need whatever so i would then take that sunday and be like the Bible says it is not good for man to be alone don't be alone motherfuckers you need to get your asses in this church yeah I didn't use that language. You might've just hit it on a, on a weird Sunday where that was the message. And Very, that's, that's right. probably to not be fair. The, right. Yes. To be fair. I would say, um, that's possible. Oh, for sure. Yeah. But I, I don't think so. Yeah. I, I mean, I think that's always going to be part of the message is we need more people in this room. Yeah. But, um, but I feel like the general 
the general concept of community is extremely valuable. Yes. That's the value of it. I mean, that was the part that, cause when I walked out, I said, you know, they're not wrong. Yeah. I mean that like it takes community. Um, but it just had that flair of community is important. Love people just then bring them in here so we can get our numbers up. Well, yes. I mean, that well, didn't say it like that, but it, it definitely, uh, even my, even for me, you know, it wasn't foreign at all, but I felt like it was a very, yeah. Join our club, our clubs, the, like, this is the club you need to be in. And, you know, that goes back to why I'm not an evangelical Christian anymore or don't subscribe to that, that belief because that is what it is. We're right. We have the truth. Jesus is the truth. Anybody without Jesus, we need to tell them about Jesus. And how do we do that? We bring them here and we disciple them. We make them disciples and get them, you know, serving and giving and like, you know what I mean? Like it's, but it's, that's the part that bothered me, um, with all of my past. Like it's that we're right. We have the truth. Everyone else outside of this building doesn't no matter what their message is. That's basically the fundamental message right. of every single quote sermon right. that they give. Right. And if you were to ask the pastor, and I know this because I used to be one. So if, if we were to ask the pastor, his defense would be, no, we just, we want people to be the, not part of, nothing had to be our church, but you know, it could be the greater church. But what you're saying is you're not encouraging people to join the Buddhist temple. Like you'd think they're wrong. So Clearly, you're talking about either getting them here or into a Bible-believing Christian church. Like that definitely, but they didn't have that. If that's like the first tier is get them here to this church right here, get them to the greater church, you know, get them saved. Then, you know, what I would, you know, think is a good message is find your path, find your own journey. If that's the Buddhist temple, if it's the Hindu, if it's the. Find your people. Yeah. But it definitely did not have that. That was the strong feeling I got that they were. This is the. This is where this. this we've got the thing of going. all the churches. This is the one. This is the correct one. Yeah. If not, feeling. if not, if not, you're the lone wolf. Right. <laughs> really, right, who yeah. will freeze and starve to death? Yeah. And that's you know that's a terrible example, but that's the one that but he. That's the one he used. <laughs> uh, yeah. I, that's what he said. Yeah. He said that. Yeah. He said that to us. I wrote it down the minute he did. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it's kind uh, of fun, like having that outside perspective, you can really start because when you're in it, it it feels like, oh, these are really huge earth shattering, you know, revelations and, and whatnot. But coming from the outside, you can actually take a step back and realize, oh, some of this is kind of crazy. Yeah. <laughs> in a little bit. Yes. And honestly, what was good for me was to have him share what he, how he experienced it. Mm. Because we're we were sitting side by side, so I mean we're experiencing the same thing, yeah, and interpreting it, but, it completely yeah, but differently. It was great contrast. Yeah, like in my yeah. mind, I thought the music was awesome. Yeah, right, because it's what I'm used to, and you know they're up there solo. You know, I mean, they had, they the were, hype train was going. Yeah, yeah. and I was like, you oh, can't man, help but like get caught up in well, the that's, energy. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, you're like well, <laughs> Bill was like, no. <laughs> yeah, Bill, jazz what drummer did, says no. Bill, what did you think of the music? <laughs> I thought, oh gosh, you guys, you don't want me to tell you what I really think of it. Um, well, you know, it isn't music, it's a chant. And 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 chants need some sort of musical foundation, you know, for people to learn the chant and share it. So it's not really music. It's a chant that they put 
really, you know, simple chord structures behind. It's not supposed to be complicated. So they dumb down the music so everyone can just sing yeah, along. Yeah, that's right. That's right. You know, it like isn't supposed along. to be, you know, it's not supposed to be, you know, uh, wow, that's a work of art. That's wow. You know, that music is incredible. Uh, but no, no, it's, 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 it's terrible music in that regard. It is it's not really music, but, but, but this is, yeah, but this is what they need. They do this and it works for them. And that's all that matters. Sure. It doesn't matter what I think. Right. Uh, there is one thing that I am concerned about is that, is that during all of that hip hip hooray and the joyful hands in the air and, you know, the sense of community, uh, there was no mention of the suffering people in the world. There was no mention of doing charity. There was no mention of let's build community outside of this church in our neighborhoods. Let's come together. Uh, you know, what are we doing? How are we living like Christians when we leave this building and helping others who are suffering? Yeah. yeah I, I heard was, nothing was, of yeah, that. It was void of that. It but. was hyper-focused on that space and their needs. And I didn't feel like the rest of the world even existed while I was in there, honestly. Yeah. Uh, with the darkened space, you know, it's like a casino, right? You know, there are no clocks. There are no windows. I started to light up a cigarette. <laughs> <laughs> right. But, but that's the whole thing. But, uh, but that was part of it that kind of, that, you know, that I felt concerned about that, gosh, nobody's mentioning all the suffering people in the world right now. Yeah. And Jesus was very, very concerned about that. Right. Yeah. One thing, very concerned. One thing I do remember is when I did visit Hillsong back when it was called the cause, one of their messages actually was going out into the community and doing and doing volunteer work. That's yes. beautiful. Yeah. Right. And so they they have mentioned that before. And a lot yeah. of the churches do want to focus on like bringing um, their concept of heaven on sure. earth in a way, which I do appreciate other than the do these things to get into heaven sometimes. And the um yeah i think they do like meals and i mean i i i'm pretty sure that that church is involved in the community on some on some aspect mm -hmm. um it's part of the marketing outreach strategy sure right because every every time they do go out i mean i've seen the billboard ads oh, they all for wear, hillsong. They all wear yeah. hillsong t shirts absolutely yeah. sure yeah. yeah well that just makes me wonder what they're reasoning behind doing the things they do is it's like see me helping people type of mentality yeah, look, hey, or is what, it a genuine what, look guys look i'm giving a meal to somebody and it says hillsong on top of the package <laughs> and yeah. it's on instagram let's do a photo let's do a photo <laughs> yeah and I, I was guilty of that i remember several times i was handing a, a homeless person a, a meal that you know and then i did a selfie with them you know it, you mean, know it just took the energy out of that whole thing that yeah. you just did you completely right murdered you you nullified all the merit that you just tried to make with that act by yep. me now it's about me yep it's terrible it is shame on you yeah shame on you timmy yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well bill i know you were kind of like hesitant to share your opinions on the music um but i wanted you to because i would agree to like it for what you just mentioned is the reason I don't like the music of churches like Hillsong um, is because it feels like a concert, like they are performing and they are giving us a concert that we're supposed to congratulate them on. And like they're, uh, yeah, we're supposed to recognize them. I didn't, I never felt like I was involved in that. And like, I always felt weird singing at 
churches like that because I'm like, okay, well, they're performing. I'm not going to sing along to their performance. Does it just not feel yeah, authentic? It does not feel authentic to me. It didn't move you. It, it never yeah. moved me in yeah. that sense. Yeah. I know. I know it's, it's when you're in that space and you're listening to that music for me, I would, I would, I was like, Timmy, it's so easy to just get caught up in the yep. energy yep. and like the, like, I'm here. Yeah, let's do it. Yeah. But yeah. see, I love yeah. that it's almost a personality yeah. thing. Like Bill and I, I, I feel like we have fairly similar personalities and like we didn't like it. You and Timmy loved it. I, I, I think I, that's kind of fun. Like it's not music I would ever just listen to, you know. I, really? Well, I, wouldn't buy yeah. their, I wouldn't buy yeah. their really? album. I wouldn't <laughs> buy an album. You know what I mean? Like, it's not like that kind of good. It just was like, and this isn't a slam on them, but just like, as church music goes, it's, it was good. It's worship music. It's, yeah. it's not supposed to be. It's not, you know, it's not entertainment. It's a chant. So people can all share in the worship of the chant. The chants are simple. I love Jesus. He is the king. He is the Lord, blah, blah, blah. You know, there's, you know, the same in Hindu chants. You'll be chants. a lone wolf or you'll be eaten. The same for Buddhist chants. You know, they're all very simple, Memorable. you know. Yeah, that's what they're supposed to be. So great. It was good. It was good, but but it wasn't a show that I enjoyed. Yeah, right. I didn't. You'd enjoy have felt it. bad had you paid twenty five uh, bucks to get in there. I <laughs> would have probably asked for my money back. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no uh, doubt. So like, Bill, no doubt, I would have asked so, for a refund. So Maddie and I weren't able to go, but what were your your two guys' favorite parts of the service? Yeah, because you spoke very highly of it when you were, were initially thinking, and like, yeah. oh, this was a great experience. Yeah. So what did you gain from that experience? Yeah, so for me, I'll, I'll go first. So for me, it I could tell it was very rehearsed. Like, there's no doubt about it. The, the people on the team all knew what the message was that Sunday, you know, because the music jived with the thing. Every, like, everything fit to what the what was taught. So I just saw that part. I was like, wow, that they, they're, they're, they're a tight uh, old, it's like McDonald's. You, you mm. can say McDonald's is shit, which it is like, you could say that, which is fine, but it's like, they're doing something and they've got a system down and they've got, you know what I mean? And they're all around the world. And so I can't poo poo on everything, you know, it might not be where I would go for a burger, but that's kind of how I felt about Hillsong. I was like, this is the Hillsong brand. It's exactly like every other Hill song, which is cool hipster people, cool hipster pastor, cool hipster haircut, cool outfit. Um, everybody was slick and hipster, you know. And I don't mean that. I don't mean that as a slam. I just mean it was like put together really well. It was super tight. It was super tight, and I was very impressed. Even when when the pastor, who I know, when he spoke, I was like, "That's charismatic." Well, he or, wasn't necessarily charismatic. No, I was just like, that's polished. Like he's, he's, he's become a polished communicator. Like he has the pauses in the exact right yes. spots, the, the emphasis in the right exact slides spots. in the little joke. Right. It, I was like, I walked away and I was like, he's, 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 he knows how to speak. He's a good speaker. Yeah. Right. That yeah. is a gift. Not everyone can do that. No. <laughs> and he is using his gift, which I really admire. Yeah. Yeah. He's a good communicator. Um, they have a strong leadership, I think there, uh, and him and his, his wife are both strong leaders. Like she's a super strong leader and a phenomenal teacher. What um, do you mean by strong leader? She's like, she's in charge. She's in charge. Like, and I don't mean that as a bad thing. I mean, she, I'm just being, she's in charge. She's not the stay at home, you know, like she's involved. Like, oh yeah. She's highly involved. 
like she, she leads women's groups and Bible studies and conventions and she travels around and speaks. I mean, she's, she's a powerful speaker. Yeah. She's a powerful person. So I think them as a duo, um, they were out of town. It was all by video this week. Um, the week that we went, uh, yeah, it's sharp. I, I knew when they started, I knew them before they actually started it and I knew they were going to do well. You know what I mean? Like I met him. I was like, Oh, you guys are going to be, yeah, it's, you got, you, you guys are going to do this. Yeah. Like, cause he could like, I would, he could start a business and run a restaurant kind of like, that's what the business he was in before mm-hmm. he was a, a general manager or a manager of a, of a restaurant. So he knows how to lead. He knows how to, like if he wasn't a pastor, he would be a business owner. He would be a successful, it. probably a restaurant owner or, or something a used like car lot or something. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Bill, what about you? What did you like about it? What was your uh, favorite part? I really didn't like that much about it. I didn't. I didn't. I, didn't. Okay. I, I, I just didn't. Uh, I mean, it doesn't mean that I dislike it or that I condemn it because I, I do not on any level condemn them. Yeah. But uh, it seemed cheap and branded and uh, kind of shallow and just kind of weak on human substance. I wasn't moved. I wasn't convinced. I thought the whole thing just reeked of a corporate mentality and profit margin. And I didn't feel any human connection. And I thought it was, uh, yeah, I thought it was stiff and way too produced and kind of lacking any human feel whatsoever. Yeah. Honestly, that's how I feel. Yeah. yeah. But the coffee was good. <laughs> the coffee really the coffee was it really was good. good and that is you know that matters it yeah. does <laughs> it does matter but but you know you know that said they were joyful people they were very loving they were very kind they welcomed us there we felt welcomed it felt genuine to me and that's really all that matters yep. really right is if all right are they kind people are they loving people are they accepting i don't know how accepting they are if they knew our story maybe they wouldn't have accepted us probably as much as they did i'm not sure i i you know that may be thinking negatively but uh i felt accepted and loved and and i could feel the joy from them in their experience so what's the problem yeah you know uh so i guess it's okay but but i don't really know that much about them and uh uh, but that's my feeling yeah. on it. Yeah. I mean, it's impressive how it made you wish you made the comparison to Catholicism earlier and how you were, you were actually appreciating the old traditions of Catholicism in stark contrast to Hillsong. Yeah. Which I would never would have done otherwise. So that's really been interesting in my mind. Like, man, how do I all of a sudden miss that experience? Yeah. Bill was like, where's the stained glass? Yeah. Where's the altar? (laughs) Yeah. It just, it just didn't seem, it didn't seem right. But you know, a church is anywhere where two people meet in God's name or in my way of thinking where two people meet who are kind and loving. And that's a church. Yeah. So, you know, the idea of a place or, you know, a system, you know, is really not very Christian. Uh, You know, our church is is right here right now. This is a church. Everything we do, you know, is a church much, you know, much like how I look at meditation. It's it's all the time. I know with churches like that, I always think of it. It's never super intellectually challenging. It's like it's it's pretty much. Oh, yeah. It's like like you said, it's the McDonald's seventh grader level right so anyone can understand or not really think too 
critically about it. So it's really like, it's like a, a song on the top 40 playlist. It's, it's very, like you said, it's very it's formula. catchy. It's, it's yeah. And not on a common denominator, right? Like it just hits all the catchy parts of your brain. Yeah. Instead of having substance to it. Yeah. Yeah. I, well, wow, that's a great example. Yeah. yeah. And so I did write a, a favorable re review because, and I said, I think I even said this in my, not review, but in my little post that if you're an evangelical Christian or if you're a Christian with those beliefs, then it's a, it would be good. Like, I mean, I mean, if, if that's what you believe, like they've got systems, they've got child, you know, they've got kids classes, they've got small groups, they've got outreach programs that, you know what I mean? Like they've got a system in place. And if, if you're looking for community and you're a, an evangelical Christian, you'll fit right in. Now, if the one thing with, you know, their stance on, and I know this from my LGBTQ um, friends that have gone there, you can't, you can come, but you can't, you can't sir you can't lead anything you can't do any oh wait a minute they've made that known to the the people in the community well, they that don't say it from the pulpit but once you're in there yeah so they, they don't, won't let you be part of the leadership or anything if you're gay openly gay right they won't but 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 you can come and leave your money behind and dance around that's okay yep Hmm. <laughs> you can see Bill's face right now. <laughs> so, so I think that the what we can we can switch gears. Um, actually, I want to switch gears, but can we can I throw it into reverse? Like literally, like literally, I'm going to throw it into reverse. Um, and we're going, and we're, we're going about eighty miles an hour straight ahead. And I'm probably you know, all right. This is a special segment that we wanted to do tonight with the water to wine crew. We want to talk about Afghanistan, but before we get into the, to the talk, uh, we felt Bill actually mentioned it'd be appropriate probably for us to say a prayer, a, a, be quiet, a prayer of silence uh, for the people of Afghanistan before we actually get into the talk. So if you'll join us in a quiet prayer. All right. Uh, Afghanistan. So as you all know, I don't watch the news or I hadn't watched the news. <laughs> Bill goes, anybody want the alcohol before we get to talk? <laughs> we need more wine. <laughs> um, I'm not, you know, I don't typically watch the news, but you know, you couldn't, you couldn't be alive and uh, not be confronted with what's going on and again i i i do i don't know if i i don't think i carry anger in my heart i don't think i do but i, I it's a little frustrating when because i'm i you know i believe in god but then i'm like why why i don't necessarily believe in a personal god is like i used to is like this kind of stuff how can an all-powerful all-knowing loving benevolent right god not give all the taliban heart attacks 
or brain aneurysms. You know, or, I mean, like or ISIS or or exactly right. Or it's or, or, or Al Qaeda. It's like why why can innocent ch- women and children and men, but women and children, be abused at the hands of evil? And where? So that's one question. Is like why you know if there is a God, why the heck isn't he doing anything about it? And then the other thing is, then it gets into the bigger question of, do we, what should America do, right? We're the, we're the big kid on the block. Is it our responsibility or not? Is it, you know, Hey, they're making their own problems and it's like trying to empty the ocean. It's like, what are we going to go over there for 20 more years, Timmy, and just lose more people and not make a dent in it all. And you know what I mean? So, I mean, that's a real debate right now. Do we do anything? I don't know. Goodness, I don't know how to answer that yet, but I do want to back up and think about, okay, if we think of it from a religious perspective, yes, from our, the way we were brought up and the way we think about God, we're, we don't understand how that could happen. And then I um, try to learn more about their religion and why they're doing the things they do because they are so convicted in their reasoning and why they're doing the things that they do. Um I feel like you almost have to try to like see it from their perspective and be like, okay, they, they truly do believe this. And then like the more I try to do that as a woman, I can't do that. Well, cause <laughs> like, how it, do you justify rape and dismembering I, children? And like, it's hard to get on that side of yeah, the fence. So I, it's very hard to understand. I, um, yeah, I don't, I don't know what America should do. I'm it's politics are hard for me, but, um, I, I, do my best to try to find everyone's like see everyone's perspectives and that's one i still very struggle with yeah as buddhists aren't you guys all about nonviolence? well i would say as mennonites um we are i grew up with pacifists as well and oh, that, okay. yeah so that's another hard issue that i struggle with because um i don't want to see war i don't want to see people dying for war um so yeah, the argument of America staying in there is um, very hard for me to understand, but I also get the point that we shouldn't leave them alone. They were not prepared for this. Um, we tried everything we could to prepare Afghanistan for this war that we knew would eventually come, and that that's not what happened, unfortunately. Yeah. Oh, I don't really want to comment. It's a, you know, it's a terribly sensitive topic. Um, yeah, because I don't know. I really don't know any of the answers. I don't think anyone does. Do, yeah, no. yeah. You know, I mean, I can tell you what I think, and that I think any sort of religious extremist is a dangerously hateful and destructive person, if they're uh, in this country or not. And any sort of extremism is uh, is not acceptable. Yeah. If you're a, and I, you know, if you're a Christian or a Muslim, it doesn't make any difference. Uh, and, you know, we can see what happens yeah. on the grand scale. Because um, it is in the name of religion. It's in the name of religion, and, which is terrible. It's, it's just terrible. And it's not Islam. They, right. they are not practicing Islam. Uh, and there's a lot of misconceptions and there's a lot of people that quote all these different surahs that say they support all of these terrible things that they're doing. And none of that is true. Uh, but, but you know, it's just an example of, of how terribly destructive religion can be. And uh, it's dangerous and it's terrible. 
And that's what we're experiencing. And I don't have any answers. I don't know. You know, yeah. I'm, I'm not sure our country had the greatest motivations. I don't, I doubt it very seriously. And uh, I'm sure that's a very corrupt place. There are just so many right. moving parts to this. Have you guys seen the whole thing? I forget what the title of it. It's a, a Netflix series that just came out and it's all about 9-11. Oh yeah. I just saw that. I didn't is see it. Called it. Turning point. Yeah. Or, that's what it is. Turning point. Turning point. Yeah. If you yeah. haven't seen it, it's on Netflix. I highly recommend it. It's six. It's a mini series, six episodes, and they take you all the way back to understand what's going on in Afghanistan. And then of course, take you up to 9-11 and then all that went on there and then our reaction to 911 it's it's a, i don't if you if you haven't seen it i highly recommend it it's it is well done it's it's uh it's uh informational it was really good i really i've been watched it in two nights like it was so good that i in fact i never watch tv during the day like literally the tv i mean it plays jazz music for me but i don't watch anything until after 5 it's just kind of a rule i have like i would never watch a movie in the middle of the day ever even though I could like, you know what I mean? Like I'm here, I'm, you know, whatever, but this is like a rule I have. Uh, but this series, I woke up the next morning and played a couple episodes. It was that good. So was it pretty unbiased? I haven't seen it yet. You know, it was just, the, I think so. Like it was just the facts. I think it was informative it to was, you. Yeah. There you go. It was, you felt like you had some clarity about how the whole thing happened. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and everybody's determined that like, yeah, we thought there was weapons of mass destruction and there wasn't, I mean, everybody knows it was a botch. We should have never gone. I mean, I say everybody, that's what the show communicated. It was like, no, we all know this was dumb now. Right. And then we spent, you know, a trillion dollars in 20 years and lost thousands, thousands of. Yeah. Um, I don't, again, I'm an idiot when it comes to geopolitical discourse and whatnot. I have, I'm one of the least qualified people to discuss things. I think most people are in yeah. general especially the ones that talk about it exactly, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh people who have a podcast and bring it up or just... <laughs> but if a person's first inclination is to just um make these broad sweeping hateful statements against the administration or against the country against the united states i don't agree with that it's in the sense of like, oh, Biden just botched this up. Okay, yeah, the the end of it probably could have gone better, right? But it's it's a very incredibly complicated twenty year long issue. Well, more than twenty. Tw more People than have tw been attacking Afghanistan for centuries, right? Yeah. I mean, nobody's <laughs> ever conquered it. The Russians, you know, yeah. It's, I know. it's well, always I guess, been. Can we back up? Because I know I had to have context. I even looked at Luke one day and I was like, can you please just, can we sit down and talk about this? Like, we, look... we had like a good 30, 45 minute conversation oh, just because I, I didn't completely understand the situation. So please correct me if I'm wrong, but I think we should back up and kind of explain it for anyone that's listening and maybe doesn't understand everything that's going on yeah. um, with the Taliban and Al Qaeda and these extremist groups. Um, they are oppressing women and children. Um, women have to stay in the traditional roles. They can't have jobs. Um, no education, no asked. education. Um, yes, it's extremely strict. Um, like if you think back to the biblical Judea times, um, 
that's basically what they're living in right now. Um, as a woman, I think that that would be my personal hell for <laughs> lack of better words. Um, right. And it's going to be, there's a chance that it's going to be the personal hell for a lot of women over there. And the new mm-hmm. Taliban rulers are assuring, oh, we're not like the Taliban from 1990. We're more. Yeah modern i guess by taliban we're progressive like we'll allow women that meme that says oh this taliban is they've they're up to the seventh century now (laughs) i saw that it's like we'll let no the shit you know is like we'll let women if they're traveling for up to three days they can go without a male escort or if they're going to you know the store their job they won't need one this time and we'll educate them up to sixth grade (laughs) For but, lack of better words, they are very oppressed. Right. And you mentioned, uh, yeah. Yes. Yeah. You mentioned religion before, and religion is a purely man made construct. Yep. It is 100% man made and, and generally sexist. Extremely so. This one is definitely being used for control. And that is very sad to me. To control the it, female body. Yes. It is. To used, control your body. Absolutely. Yep. Unfortunately, that's what it is. Not, yeah. Not just women, but everyone. All, all the women are definitely affected the most by far. Like no one's going, no one was outside. Like men and women were beaten for listening to music or wearing Western clothes or whatnot. Right. Anything and outside that they're it's still a man's world. Though. That is a man's world. Yeah. hundred oh, percent. It is. It is. It is. And yeah. Oh gosh. Yeah. It's, it's, I, I have to be so careful because I get anytime women and children are being abused. It, it just it angers me like it it kind it's of awful like uns- yeah it's so awful that that i do i i literally i have terrible thoughts like i wish i was iron man i'd go over there and kill them all not the afghans but I mean, i'd kill all the taliban all of them you know what i mean i was just like wipe them all out which is kind of where i mean not to that sentiment but where america was going like this is not acceptable for the world like we don't agree with this we should like intervene to protect the citizens of the world, um, which is why we went over there in the first place. Well, that's what they said. The motivation was and I'm I I'm that's dubious to me at best. I I, I don't think we cared about the Afghanis at all. I I think it was an opportunity. You know, there's a lot of money in the war machine. It's a huge profitable industry. Mm, And, you know, we know Cheney and all those people had their own interests on the ground there doing you know security and selling arms it's a huge money maker for oh, that's interesting for very private parties of rich powerful american politicians and they they had a field day they just they did. wanted to intervene for their own control yeah i mean which I, well, gives yeah, me which, a different perspective that's what i this. think i could <laughs> be wrong but that's right, sure i know and thank this- you for saying that because i i think i think it's it's just like anything in life i've been misread someone looks at what i did and they judge me based upon what i did when it's like no you're wrong like i did this mm-hmm. for a whole nother reason what you think i did it for is not what i did it so i think people can start out pure and do things for the right reasons and then now it then it can turn i mean it, it I've, I, I've been there to where it's like, I'm, I'm getting up and I'm praying and I'm really, you know, God move on the sermon. And you know what I mean? And I was genuinely like, um, sincere, like very sincere. Um, so when I think of things like this, I think we may have 
thought initially, like we're going to go over there and like, you can't do this to America. You can't steal our planes and fly them and kill innocent Americans. We're going to not, we're going to fuck you all up. Well, then you get over there and then the money. And then a lot of people that are like, you know, he was saying. Well, nation building was the big thing that they kept touting, right? Nation Uh, building. And it never happened. Right. Yeah. This it's, Kind of like America and Afghanistan was the same relationship as having in school a partner on a school project. America was the student who was doing all of the work. And then the second that student, like, all right, I'm going to leave now. I'm going to hand you the crayon. I'm going to, yeah, I'm going to pass over the project to you. Can you finish it? And then the second that support system left it just crumbled like a house of cards yeah um we we were doing all the work for maintaining that and one of the surprises i mean back before and i said when you it's so easy to just blame biden for this and he's publicly said that he takes responsibility for it he didn't make that solo decision exactly like he had he had a committee like and they had a lot of people you know talking about it in this whole in this whole decision and yeah maybe he thought he would they would have maybe a year or so before something happened not a day right yeah, um well i think he also wanted to get out before 9 11 um the anniversary but that's I, yeah it point, wasn't yeah. like he walked it wasn't like he walked into the the big whatever war room and said all right guys here's what we're gonna do we're pulling all the troops but you know, his, yeah. I mean, they they clearly were talking and the generals and where you know he was using the information that he had at the time of course i don't I, at least i don't view the president as the all-powerful Oh, and I I think that the hard thing about it is that like he did have good intentions. Our goals for the last 20 plus years have been to help advance Afghanistan so they could have taken care of themselves for a little while to get us back where we could help them again. And that's not what happened. So I think that's why so many people are upset is because uh, we put all of this effort into it for nothing now, even though. Like that was our goal, right? Like, right. yeah, while we were there, I've heard like that. Yeah. That, you know, women were getting educations and da, 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 da. I mean, there was a lot of good stuff happening while we were there to make sure it was going on, I guess. Uh, but yeah, then like you said, you, you the house of cards leaves when the foundation heads out. <laughs> so yeah, well, I don't the think it was a, to build them up so they could do it themselves. That's absolutely. It, unfortunately, that's not what happened. No. Yeah, and, and you know, this is so. I'm now I'm playing the devil's advocate. You can't stay over there forever. Obviously, we were there for 20 years, and and well, you know, the Taliban won. They won. Yeah. It's their, they won the war. It's their country. Yeah, that's how wars work. Yeah, they won. Yeah, right. One interesting. Thing. We left. They took over. That's how it works. If we want to go back and kick them out again, or if somebody else wants to come in and challenge them, but but they've earned it. Yeah. They've earned, you know, they won the war, right? So now they get to deal with all the, the logistical nightmare of what running a country actually involves, you know, okay, like public works, electricity. And they have no experience. Exactly. And that's the big thing. It's like, you know, they don't know how to do this. And, you know, you know, we're hoping to put pressure on them so they can start cooperating with allies and we can get international groups in there to keep eyes on them. So, you know, you know, it's not all necessarily terrible. There are opportunities uh, and maybe they will 
change. Maybe they will reform. Uh, I yeah. doubt it, but yeah. you know, you know, the 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 hope is they'll start to listen to other international influences uh, and get you know the help that they need for Afghanistan. I know the point of this podcast was to be as openly spiritual as possible and be curious about all the different mindsets out there. I cannot understand or appreciate what the Taliban believe. Yeah. I it's, can't, I yeah. just can't do it. It's Sharia law. I watched a video on it today and I can't, I can't, uh, I can't regurgitate it because I don't really fully understand it, except it's crazy. <laughs> I mean, it, it's, you know, it's just, it's a, well, go back to the Bible guys. All right. The children of Israel going to the promised land or the Jericho walls. We're going to march around and slay everybody, including the men, women, and children and the cows and the everything, mm. and then make it God's, you know, I mean, it's like, whoa, that shit's in the Bible. And here we are. We're living in a time where this shit's happening. They're chopping off hands if you steal. They're stoning women. They, yes, they've done this. Yes. There are videos, contemporary videos of women yeah. being young girls being stoned. Yeah. Just unbelievable. And it's wild that we, it's like, you know, we hear, you know, we're sitting here drinking wine, talking on a podcast with a, and you know, the comfort of this apartment right, on the plaza, to say whatever the hell we want to say about anything. And we're free to do it. And then in other parts of the world, I would be murdered for what I'm wearing. <laughs> oh yeah. You would have. Yeah. Yeah. It's just crazy. Yeah. Yeah. It's just, it's, it's, it's almost like the, I saw a video or a, a documentary on, we went, as not missionaries, but we were visiting a, a hunter gatherer tribe and they wouldn't let us come close to them. They tried to kill us. It's a very famous video, but they were like shooting arrows at the helicopter. Oh yeah. The, the, the people in, in, uh, in this Island South of India. Yeah. They've never had any contact with the outside world. So you can imagine a helicopter. It's like a UFO. Uh, if they saw a plane fly overhead, they have no space for that. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, and here we are on a computer. Like, mm -hmm. that's just wild that yeah. there are people that are hunter gatherers. They wear loincloths. They carry spears. They run out in the jungle. And there's this, there's this less violent uh, tribe called the Hadza. And I've heard them referred to basically as like the last actual humans on earth. Cause they're not influenced by all, you know, our advancements. Our advancements are not programmed by all advertisements in our societies and all that stuff i mean all they they live in their open communities their greatest when asked so what do you really love hmm meat and that's it that or what what are you afraid of or is we have these you know these big abstract fear fears of you know um purpose, your cell phone breaking or your cell phone breaking or purposelessness or whatnot like their fear is, hmm, lions. Like, that's actual fear. Yeah, yeah that's real fear. That's real. That's real, like, I could get killed fear. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Existential yeah. fear. I saw that video, uh, too. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Because the, they okay. asked him, they said, what, what, what is the purpose of life? Meat. <laughs> I was just like. They got it figured wow. out. They got it figured out. <laughs> So what about Apple? What about <laughs> iPads? What about? Do you have an iPhone? It's crazy. 
What about investing in stocks and right. businesses? <laughs> okay, do you hear about Robinhood? But if it was really that simple, what is what does that have to do with religion? Then what's the purpose of life? If their well, purpose see, is meat, then well, that's the part that was so fascinating to me is that at least what I got from the video, there really wasn't. I mean, there was the spirits and the, mm. but they had no no formulated Bible gospel of. Well, there's a guy that we must believe in, and you know, like there was no. They probably feared nature, and they had a cosmological view right. of nature as being the giver or the taker of their lives. Yeah. So yeah, things the sun like god, that. The yeah, water god, exactly. Like, yeah. yeah, the jaguar god. Yeah. Uh, yeah, because because that can kill you, so we should appease the you know these powers or those powers. Uh, but that's kind of that kind of native cosmological view of their life. Uh, yeah. It's very simple. Yeah. It's kind of childish, really, but it works. Yeah. I like simplicity. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It, it works for them, you know. Yeah. Uh, I'm, not, I'm not sure for how much longer right. that's going to be right. sustainable in this world, you know, yeah, because that's the tribe in the Amazon, right? One of the last. Yes. I think so. Yeah. Yeah. One of the Amazon tribes that has had very little contact with with people mm -hmm. or we you know white people i guess as it were but yeah just fascinating. the white devils that's right those white devils <laughs> <laughs> so this is all going to tie together so um the importance of community that's the value that i uh i value community i mean you know i don't i don't want to be a lone wolf <laughs> <laughs> dying in the cold starving to death to me i don't think that's but, uh, ever gonna happen with you <laughs> you know but the i yeah i i do even as a person that does like bill and i were talking about this i i don't mind being alone i really and i i don't think i'm just saying that like a guy that's like no i'm happy <laughs> i'm so lonely <laughs> yeah so but i mean genuinely i don't mind being alone and there are times that if i'm at a at some weddings and doing all that it's like i can't wait to get home and you know be alone now i love the, you know, the company of somebody would be fine, but, um, but I like being alone. You know, I, I enjoy it. Um, but still the value of, of community. It's, I mean, I mean, 100%. you guys have community outside of even this. I mean, obviously you guys have right. And at work or. Yeah. And I feel like the more, so I was just thinking about it. We like we were talking before about, you know, Western programming and whatnot, about getting more, getting more money, getting more, more, more in this. Why I genuinely believe that joy can only be with other people. Like none of that, all that stuff doesn't, all those inanimate objects, all that, it doesn't matter if you don't have anyone with you. Yeah. I think that's why people love dogs. <laughs> exactly. Um and that's why, like I mentioned it before, but there's that that longevity study about the people who live the longest have the most meaningful relationships. That's right. Yeah. 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 When accounting, even when accounting for drinking and smoking and all those other things, the most the most single most driving factor for a person's health is the quality of their relationships. A hundred percent. Hundred percent. Yeah. Especially as we age. Yeah. especially as we get older because it's harder to have those relationships or right. they've changed or we're alone you know right. people, uh, lives get complicated you know friends scatter to the winds not doing any ill will but just because life gets complicated it just you know? happens yeah, yeah. Um, 
Yeah, that that I think the the um the worst like for for me personally like when I think about this, I think I've heard this as a study, but one of the worst things for me is to be alone. Like even though I like being alone, it's in the sense of that's the worst punishment, right? Solitary confinement. Right. right? I mean, we're pulling you out of society, we're putting you alone. Uh, for me, it's it's a pull away for a time alone, and then I'm back out, right? right. By choice. By choice, right? It's on your own terms, right? Yeah, mm. that's but fine. There are, but there are days that are, there are days that you know I do um, experience loneliness on us on a certain level, and might 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 be more of a companionship um, kind of thing where you know it's like I think being in a 25 year marriage and then now single. You know, twenty for twenty five years, I was, you know, hip to hip with somebody, you know, constantly. So to have to, to no longer have that, uh, and and experiencing empty nester. So imagine I became empty nester and single, and so there was like a two prong pulling away of like. It's like, it's, it almost was like, honestly, it kind of felt like this for me, even though I didn't have that big of a church, um, even at its biggest point was like 300 people or whatever. It was like to go from that. And it's like, you have a party and everybody's there and your friends are there and it's all awesome. And money's, coming. you know what I mean? It's like, wow. Mm -hmm. And then everybody leaves and the streamers are still on the floor and I'm sitting up on the stage with a glass of wine and everybody's gone. And it's that's what it was like. <laughs> <laughs> that's what it was like. And I knew that there was no next Sunday coming. Like I knew like that was the last service. Not just that. I mean, like with my family and with even though I still talk to my kids and a lot, but I mean again, I'm empty nester, so they don't it's, they're not I'm not it's not daily. Right, right. It's just yeah. different. Yeah, it's different yeah. than when you're constantly carrying them, feeding for them, doing all the stuff you do. I can relate to that. Yeah. Yeah. And it's it's wild. Um so yeah i really value community I, I think community is a is an important aspect of the human experience and and so let's let's dig in just for a minute here and, and we'll finish up here shortly i think let's let's take a little spin into the community part of what being a part of the community is good but I'm such a uh, particular person when if you're communicating lies and the toxicity also, you know, to be manipulated and say that, you know, if you're not a part of this community, you're going to be alone and die alone. And like using that fear as a motivator or manipulation, mm. that that's the tack. That's the stuff that rubs me wrong that, okay, you're going to teach everybody that the earth is 6,000 years old now. Are you going to be, and that if you don't believe what we believe you're going to be a lone wolf and die. Right. It's so taught. It's like teaching them the wrong thing. I think it's kind of insulting, to be honest with you. I do. Yeah. I do. I think it's kind of cheap. This whole fear tactic business is just cheap and insulting. Yeah, it really is. We're not a bunch of natives that can't read or write. Yeah, uh, it it just seems cheap to me. Shallow. Yeah, it's not fair. Yeah, it's not fair. So that part bothers me. Is like it does matter what community you're in. Right. I mean, it totally matters what community you're in. 
<laughs> well, we're count yeah. anymore. The Masons. Yeah. The Freemasons. I mean, the Freemasons. My family's a whole bunch of Freemasons. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh. yeah. The little hats. Oh, no. It's all. It's a secret society. Oh. Fucking Masons. They're all. Yeah, oh, no. They're doing all kinds of weird shit. Oh, really? <laughs> I'm sure. I just. I'm sure they are. They won't tell you what it is, though. Right. Secret. Right. Interesting. I want to start one of those. <laughs> so whatever happens on Wednesday nights when you guys are doing that podcast, I can tell. Can't tell you. <laughs> if I did, I'd have to kill you. I'm a third degree podcaster. That's right. <laughs> I can't share any information about my the podcast we post publicly is about a, my brother. Yeah. It's just a cover oh for God, what that's the, right. Yeah. <laughs> I'm a third degree podcaster. Oh my gosh. Well, Maddie mentioned off off break or when we were on break, just well, community doesn't have to just come from a religious. I mean, a lot of the times they do. I mean, in yeah. rural communities, the church is pretty much the only option you have for es a community, especially for families. If you're looking for someone um, that have kids of the same age or if you're looking for friends and you've just moved somewhere. Yeah. Church, church is a is great perfect. place to go because <laughs> yes. there's yeah, there, there, you're going to get a whole wide variety of people. And if you believe the same, then you already have a common ground to yeah. base your friendship off of, which is beautiful. I know um, whenever I talk to my mom, all of her conversations are based around her group of friends. And it is so sweet to listen to her yeah. um, talk about like the bonding that they have, even though like her group of friends doesn't make any sense outside of their church. It it literally doesn't make sense. Like there's no way they would have gotten together outside of that. And I think yeah. it's beautiful, but even if it's not in the church, like I know my closest friends in the best communities I've ever been in have been in just clubs. Like I've been in a sport every college I've gone to. I was in cross country and rowing and those are some of my closest friends. And those are memories that I will look back on forever um, that have changed my life. And even though that wasn't religious, like I suffered with those people, I traveled with those people and it's those common experiences that brought us together. Yeah. Yeah. Community can come from anywhere. I mean, did you have a Buddhist community that you were a part of? Oh, absolutely. You know, it's the third jewel and the triple jewel, uh, the Buddha, the Dharma and the Sangha. The Sangha is the community. Oh, it used to mean the community of monks. And now it means the community of practitioners. Uh, and that's where you, you learn from your, you know, that's where you learn. You're supported and you learn through that community. That's what it's for. Um, but really, you know, I think ultimately, you know, we seek refuge. We seek safety and love and acceptance. And that's what communities give us. Yep. Uh, and if we find this one or that one, usually when we find one that we feel safe and loved, we'll stay there for a while. Yeah. Because that's what we, we want. We crave refuge. We seek it. It's instinctual. I it's mean, instinctual. I, right. Yeah, it, I think it is. Because coming from, you know, our, our caveman brains, communities meant survival. Yeah. Tribal. Oh, tribal yeah. yeah. Tribal. Tribal. Protection. Brains. Food. Protection. Right. And getting ostracized from the group meant you are probably going to die. So I think that's why it's such a human desire to have that community. But going back to the best way to find community, it's I think the best way is just to have interests for yourself, like bring the best version of yourself forward to people and you will attract people who are bringing the best versions of themselves to you. So, for example, Find interest, like get into, I don't know, rock climbing. There's a thousand rock climbing just, oh, yeah. just for example, and here in KC, um, just be a curious person. 
you know, be curious about like meeting types of new people sitting at home complaining that no one wants to hang out with you when you're doing zero effort at reaching out to anyone and just being bitter and thinking, oh, no one wants to. Whoa, is me. <laughs> I'm yeah, so <laughs> Please help me. That's the I've reality. done nothing and nothing's worked. Yeah. You don't have to be alone. That's the thing that I've learned that. that you can find it. You can yes. find a tribe. Yeah. I think to be alone is is a choice. Apparently, my tribe is uh divorced pastors really yeah middle-aged <laughs> former pastors <laughs> oh my gosh i love it i love it yeah i mean i i clearly this has been my community you know this and i have you know, yeah other this is a this my, is a community we all yeah. came together with you know with different backgrounds but the same interest in that is yeah. working i think similar values well yeah as that's, well. yeah that's yeah, the thing is having a common ground like we're that's, all that's your people yeah. Yeah. And I think so when you're looking for a community, find, you know, common beliefs, a shared, a shared view, interest, maybe yeah. a shared interest, um, or at least where you can, you know, fit in at that at that level. I know for me, and this is why if if people are a part of an evangelical church, you know, I've worked through all my anger and bitterness about that. I mean, that's if that works for you and it genuinely is fulfilling and happy and meaningful and helps you be a better it, person, like it's working like that for you, that's wonderful. Right. Um, I, I, for me personally, you know, I just, I, not that I have to agree with everything the speaker says, that's, that's like for sure. Matter of fact, I wouldn't want to agree with everything they say, but if they have a, an air of we're teaching you the truth to get everybody else to believe what we're believing, therefore, so you can be a part and be right. And, you know, collectively that's the, the true tell I watched a debate with, um, I can't remember his name, Dr. Ham, the creationist, the famous creationist, oh, yeah. and uh, Bill Nye, the science guy. I watched their debate, and there's one question that... that I know a question you're about to bring up. Is what would it take yep. to change your mind? And Bill Nye, the science guy, said, evidence. I mean, show me. Like... Show me the data. Yeah, show me the data. And he goes, and I would follow the data. I would change, which is the right fucking answer. <laughs> and then the creationist, the Bible thumper, said that I believe God's word above anything, any evidence, any whatever. And I'm like, you're a moron. <laughs> you're a fucking moron. A deeply so, Un uncurious person that's like saying you can believe we all the earth is flat but then if i show you a fucking picture a video of us flying around it going nope it's a fucking sphere it's not just a theory it's not a no it's a fucking fact okay so what i think we can agree on here is that like the caveat to finding common ground with people is that you don't put yourself in a bubble either. If you only believe what everyone else around you believes, you're not going to be exposed to these others, other ideas and not find the truth. If you're not looking for the, there's truth. no growth. There's no growth. in if all of us saw life exact, believe the same thing, saw everything the same, what would be the point for this fucking podcast? 
If I'm like, yeah, I think so. And you're like, I think so too. Bill's like, I think so too. And Maddie's like, I think so too. I believe whatever. Well, there you go. <laughs> I believe whatever Timmy thinks. It's like, all right, yeah. guys, we're signing off. Another great episode. <laughs> yeah. We all fucking think the same thing. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> which is definitely not true, which is why this is fun. It is. It is fun. You tell me what I should believe and I'll believe it. <laughs> <laughs> well, that was part of my journey away from the evangelical church because I would often say from the pulpit, I'm not here to tell you what to think, but I'm encouraging you to think. And that is what led me away. <laughs> I was like, I should maybe start thinking. Oh, wait and not a minute. just believe what I was told or what. The, and that, I, now I'm getting off into, into all my crazy thoughts. <laughs> I'm so shocked that so many people, like I look back and I'm like, Almost feeling like, guys, no, it is a sphere. I can't believe you all still think it's flat. Like there's that feeling within, and I try to be careful because I don't want to get hot. Like, like I'm better than you. No, it's, but there are times that I just feel like you believe that a guy built a boat and two of every creature got on this boat. And wow. <laughs> You know what I mean? It's like, wow, you believe that. And I have to be careful because I do find that. So that for me, it would be a difficult to be a part of a community that I thought were believing just goofy stuff, you know, any, any conspiracy theories, yeah, any community that says I have the truth. And as, as long as you believe what we believe. Okay. But the other thing is you're not opposed to not, hanging out with that person either you're not going to just like shut down oh i i think you're crazy i won't associate with you either uh, right. i think that's that's one of the keys here is that like someone that is so stuck in their ways that they can't associate with someone that is different from them yeah i think that is wrong yeah. well back to the bill nye and dr ham that 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 was the question that did it for me like he was saying that no matter if you show me evidence that i'm wrong i'm not wrong He'll, because he'll, God's not wrong. He'll he'll refer to it as a test of his faith, probably, or something like mm -hmm. that. Yeah, mm -hmm. or a conspiracy. Well, it's this. I I used to say this, not now, way back when. I would say, no matter what I hear or see, I will believe the greater truth of God's word over anything other than that. And what that was in reference to, because we, I, I'm a, I was a part of the Pentecostal movement, like divine healing stuff. What that was is I don't care if the doctor says I have cancer. The Bible says that I'm healed by the stripes on Jesus back. I believe that over the cancer. That's what the teaching was. And that's the teaching. The teaching is I don't care about the symptoms. I don't care about what the doctors say. All I care about is what God says. And God says I'm healed. And it's and what's crazy about that, even as I say that, like I think back to those sermons and how it would move people who were maybe suffering and because they were holding on to that hope, and then it was like they, mm. they died, right? So then I really that's when I started just going, I don't think this is this doesn't work, mm. this isn't working. Like the, I there was this disconnect of I'm saying I I know I'm I'm teaching something to believe in. But goodness gracious, I don't think it's true. Like, I don't think it works this way. And so it was, it became difficult for me to even teach because I felt like I'm leading these people astray. 
I'm leading them. Well, it could be harmful. What you're it is harmful. Teaching them could be potentially harmful. Right. If you if if someone if decides not seeking care, right, right? If they decide not to go to the doctor, yeah, because of something they heard. And they have children and they have spouses. Yeah. So these are long less you know these are long lasting decisions, terrible decisions that other people suffer from their whole families, generations even. Yeah. You know, not to get medical treatment is right. You right. know, in the face of scientific fact. Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of a mental illness. Well, it's like what what did they what was our thing? Is of course we because we didn't we weren't the extreme of no, not believing in doctors. We just when they said we had cancer, we were like, no, we don't in Jesus' name. <laughs> Even though we're going to keep coming to you. So I forget the little quippy phrase that we would say is we we pray to God for healing, but we go to doc we pray to God for a miracle, but we go to the doctor for healing. <laughs> or like there was in other words, you're you're praying that God's going to do something, but then like then you go seek. It's like, God, help me. Hey, Maddie, will you help me? <laughs> and then when Maddie helps me, I'm like, God answered my prayer. You see that? Uh, yeah. As a doctoral candidate, yes, I have heard that. And I'm like, oh, oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Please acknowledge all of the work I've studied. To work. <laughs> like, I'm working towards this. Acknowledge me. Yeah. That was funny because one, one. I'm not divine. <laughs> <laughs> I heard someone say they were talking about this pastor that prayed for the doctor, like prayed that the doctor would, you know, be skilled in his operation over this person and all that and the guy was making fun of this pastor's this video and he's like that's the dumbest fucking prayer ever that he's trained he went to 10 years of school to learn how to fucking perform that surgery <laughs> it's not like he's some wacko off the side of the street and god's gonna direct his hand yeah. to operate he didn't ride into town like a donkey in the middle of the night or something Jesus, you take know. The scalpel. <laughs> yeah, right it's yeah, like right. what what am I going through all this pain for? <laughs> yeah. Jeez, that goes back into what we talked about last week about <laughs> prayer. Yeah. But community is very, very important. But it is it is important to find a community that I think, at least for your own heart, you, that you feel in line with, I guess. I, I'm trying to be gracious because I, I, I would never want someone to be a part of the toxic religious teachings that I remember, you know, coming down the pike. Yes, that's a hard one because if you are in the sense that you believe, oh, God's going to heal everything, um, that's a little bit harder. But if you look at it from you're looking for a community that will support and be there for you in the hard times, yeah. you just want the love and connection from them, then yes, I think that's okay. Um, the message of like God's going to take care of everything Um that's a little bit harder to deal with. But if you're still looking for, okay, please pray for me just because I need to feel the love. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. Go do that because there is, yeah, you can feel it no matter what. Yeah. Yeah. I think I remember anytime we'd ever moved, we first thing you do when you pull into town is look up, find a church, find a home church. That's what I did when I moved to Kansas city. You know, I was searching for, you know, for those are the first two things I looked for, you know, was where am I going to live? And are there any communities there I can get involved? How many communities did you I need look them. through before you? Oh, you know, a, it's on just a group kind of, of weirdos in mercy. It's just kind of <laughs> cursory. I just wanted to see what kind of groups were in nonprofits, different organizations, just to get a feel of what I could get involved with. Um, because I, I, I get great value and joy from those communities. And I miss my communities in St. Louis, uh, you know, because I, I learned so much, I benefited so much from them. So, uh, 
Yeah, I'm not sure where I'm going with this, but yeah. uh, I was just wondering yeah. what other. Oh, other, oh, other than oh what... sorry. Yeah, well, you know, you know, it's just cursory. Like I'll just type in Buddhist centers and uh, you know, or nonprofits or different interests that I have, and I'll just see what's here. Did you go to any? Um, you know, well, you know, they're still close, or I know everything's still Zoom. Oh. So, so that's why the open door oh. is what brought him in. Yeah. Um, but I'm still involved with all my St. Louis communities. And one good thing about COVID is that, that, you know, zoom is so prevalent. So now I'm still connected with all of my St. Louis groups. It's like, I haven't really even left. You do zoom uh, weekly. Is that I, I just do zoom every week. I still meet with them. So nothing's Aww. really changed, but this is where I live. And so, yeah, I mean, I would like to, to see people and do things with people and, uh, you know, like what we do. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. uh well, I guess, yeah. What, it depends on what you're wanting to get out of the community. Yeah, that's um, right. That like was, you want to get the yeah. teaching and learning out of the community. Well, you know, support. I, yeah. I need love, you know, and support and people I trust in my life, people that, you know, that will help me if I need help, people I can learn from. Isn't that just seems natural to me? Mm -hmm. um, but that's what I'm looking for. Uh, but, but that is a big factor, you know, um, is what are you looking for? First, you should have some idea of what you're lacking yeah. or, you know, you know, what is your, you know, you know, what is your hunger? What is your goal? What do you want? I think one thing to also keep in mind is that one thing that social media has taught us is that more is better, like bigger, more yeah. bigger is better. More is better. So more friends means I'm more valued. I'm more loved, which is definitely not the case. That sounds stressful to me. Exactly. <laughs> so, yeah. I know one thing I've learned is that if you even have one person in your life that you can go to in an emergency who will not judge you, who will love you unconditionally, you're doing pretty damn good. You're doing yep. great. Yeah, you really are. Yeah. Because you don't need a lot of people. Right. If you, yeah, like I said, if you even have one person. Yeah, I agree with that wholeheartedly. Mm -hmm. I think if you have at least that one yeah you can go to with anything or about anything for me i have a you know i have it's nice you have a, a couple like super close and then you have a bigger group of like like you have your primary core group of friends and then your secondary yeah. and tertiary acquaintances right. all, that, we all have know? the friend that we can say do you have the ski mask still and the shovel <laughs> <laughs> meet, meet, meet me at my place at 1 a.m <laughs> we all have that friend um, no, I think, I think community is a, is a part of Bill's like, I don't, <laughs> I don't. <laughs> excuse me. <laughs> like, what are you Apparently Bill's friendship has that's, conditions. That's from, a, that's, that's from a movie I watched. Is this a Kansas city thing? Yeah. I'm not aware of it. I'm not hip to the duct tape thing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I, I do. I think, I think it's important to be a part it, when you are alone, it's not just about, yeah, the support and all that stuff is great. But I find what I like about the community that like this community or communities I find appealing and, and like drawn to are this, where we can have conversations that sharpen each other and challenge each other. And so I can be like, I think this and Bill can be like, really? Well, what about this? Or, well, well I don't know. I see it like mm. this. And, and all of a sudden we're, you know, cussing and discussing. That's how I grow. If I was all alone and, you know, the only book I ever read was whatever book it is that you think is the answers to the world. You know, if that's the only book you read and Winnie the Pooh, that, yes. <laughs> and, that is and the you, truth. You have no exterior influences or P 
people or books, as you can tell. I mean, I have lots of books. I, I love to read because I don't, I don't, I want to expand my mind. I don't want to be like, nope, this is the book with all the truth in it. No, it's fucking not. Mm. Like literally it's not. But see, that's what I value about this community because even though I don't agree with everything you say, I value, I am a, um, I'm a verbal thinker. I think out loud when I'm speaking here in front of who knows how many people, which is extremely nerve wracking for me, but like thinking out loud and talking through these ideas, like that's what brings it to heart for me. And that's, that's how I value this learning experience. Yeah. So yeah, we have that in common, which is why this works so well. Yeah. And I can, I learn so much and I, I hope other people learn from me and I can, I'm willing to change my perspectives and look at other people's views. What's yeah. funny is I've heard people tell me who listen to this podcast, who said like, man, I wish I could just jump into the conversation <laughs> and add my two cents. And well, you can. If you want to join us for a discussion, please come. Let one of us know, and we would be happy to have you join yes. us. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, because this is this is a community. It just so happens to be it's us four were the community that was the only ones showing up. So if you want to show up, yeah. do so. Yeah, reach out to one of us, and we'll we'll give you the- At least spit on us down. in person if you disagree with us. Right. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's, that's, the, that, that's the beauty for me is because I'm definitely not trying to convert nobody like i literally have no people say oh are you trying to pull people out of the hell no mm, I, yeah no you got some sort of There's subtle no sort of angle that you've been working the whole time yeah, yeah. i have no desire to take anybody out of their faith some agenda we're just thinking out loud now yeah, i do want yeah. to challenge you in your faith now that mm. only because i think that's good you know i appreciate that yes yeah, i just I, i'd want to challenge. that's why part of my views you know i'm a little extreme on some things and my personality is a little extreme but it's part of my purpose on the earth, I think, is that I, you know, trigger people or, you know, unsettle people and I bother people. And that's all good. I mean, if you get irritated listening to this podcast, that's actually in my, I like, I'm glad. I, you know, not that I want anybody mad at me, but it's, I mean, I, I'm glad that I'm causing you to go dig and research and find it out. You know, if you're, if you're upset about, I just can't believe how he can you know, believe that or teach that or whatever. It's like, well, I mean, you believe what you believe, go dig deep and find out more. You know, I wasn't afraid even when I was a hardcore evangelical Christian to listen to opposing views. I watched debates with atheists. I was fascinated by them. I never got converted. Mm -hmm. You know, it, I never sat there and thought it didn't change your mind, but you no. enjoyed those, yeah. Those processes, or you maybe, or maybe I enjoyed the opposite perspective. It never changed your mind, though. It never caused you to think, "Well, maybe that guy's right. Maybe I should think about that." No, I thought he was lost. And so, what happened when that switch was pulled? <laughs> well, then I saw a different. Then I watched, yeah. like after I started making my own changes. Then, yeah, when I'd watch a debate, I was like, "Wow, I really resonate with the atheist. That makes a lot of sense." But what happened? What what? You know, what was the thing that threw that switch, though, that made you all of a sudden start to listen to those opposing or different views? Oh, I kind of always truth. did that. When I, yeah. yeah, the turning point for me was just my whole encounter with, uh, it was neighbor, gradual. Neighbor. Yeah. It was all very, it, it seems was gradual a, to me. Uh, yeah. Death let by out a by, yeah. Death, death by, by a thousand, thousand cuts. cuts. Uh, it was just a little bit, a little bit, a little bit, but the yeah. trigger that kind of just tipped me over was just that, uh, someone, an evangelical friend of mine was saying, that I needed to witness to my neighbor because they were Hindu and I knew the neighbors. I was friends with them and they were the sweetest, kindest, most gentle people ever. 
who were very committed Hindus. And my friend was like, you better witness to them. We're going to burn in, they're going to burn in hell. You know, if you love them, Timmy, you'll win them to Christ. <laughs> and I remember thinking that's so fucked up. That is fucked mm. up. And the, yeah. what well, that, so that was fucked up that they to go to condemn witness, your neighbor. Basically he wanted you to go condemn your neighbor's faith and their entire cultural, their entire ancestral cultural foundation of their entire family. Yep. You were going to go condemn mm. with with relish and eagerness. Isn't that crazy? An entire family's tradition. Yep. Dating back hundreds, maybe thousands of years, you were going to go condemn. Yep. Willy nilly. Yep. Yeah. So if what we're saying triggers yeah. you for those feelings, maybe check out why you're feeling that way and evaluate where this is coming from. Are you being challenged? Like, because yeah. that could be a real learning experience to either figure out why you believe or what you believe it or where you need to go from here. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think, I think because it, when you're pursuing community, that's, that's important. You know, what do they believe? What do I believe? Well, what's the difference between a cult and a community? Because I think that's where communities go wrong, right? Is when it turns into a cult, which the big thing of a cult is we're right come to us for the truth yeah and that's right <laughs> we are the only refuge and all the other options will lead to death and suffering for you and yours <laughs> so pick up this gun and do what i tell you <laughs> strap on this bomb vest and do what i tell you okay golly uh, yeah Isn't that crazy so so that is it but it's still a community but but you know uh you know that could be a future topic but cults yeah Cults slash religious communities. And here's what's cool. Here's what are they? We'll, we'll end with this. So here's what'll be cool. When we do that episode on cults, I have the cell number and am friends with a former Heaven's Gate survivor. Holy shit. Who left, who left. Oh, they left Heaven, before the saucer left, came. He, he left, missed the saucer. Yep. <laughs> he left. Um, six months to a year he said he just was feeling very uneasy in his heart he left and then a year later he saw the news and he was like <laughs> of all those guys in like the white kids right they're all wearing like the same white tennis shoes yep. and yep. they right they, yep. the, the, the so whole, for those the whole thing was figured out yep, down it's all the, orchestrated yeah yep. so for so fascinating so for anyone who doesn't know what heaven's gate is can you explain it really quick uh yeah it was a christian group started out Christian and it went crazy. The teacher just got crazy and started believing in the, you know, there was a UFO coming and it was going to be coming in the next so many years and they were going to, you know, board take the, board, board, the board the ship. But essentially. Wait, 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 cause I thought there was some sort of like, uh, a leader in another world, like Zortan or yeah, something, something like or that. Zoltan was, so it wasn't even they had left the whole Christian thing behind. Right. But they started out Christian. Yeah, yeah, that's right. But then there was like the god Zoltan from the planet Zoltanite or yeah, something. Gonna pick him up. And it was going to come land and pick them up. And it'll uh, be a fascinating conversation with him. Yeah. It, Man, see if you can get him on the phone. We can record that. Yeah, interview. I will. We'll do it. Um, communities and cults this will be this will uh, be interesting be yeah. i think it'll be great sounds yeah. interesting a yeah. blurred line between the two so we got a couple minutes here let's go around the table real quick give a couple thoughts on why what's the value of community and why people should look for one 
So I think the value of a community again is to it's really the source of joy. Like the best joy is amplified in a community and the sorrows are divided. That is a, a classic Methodist oh, trope. Wow, that was good. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Wish I could. And the joys we share are multiplied and the sorrows we share are divided. Oh, I like that's, that. I like, I like that, that. That's my, that's, that's my uh, pithy little saying for community. Pithy, pithy that's it is. Pithy. Pithy. And, uh, you know, it's a great word, pithy, mm. too, by the way. But nice going. Thank you. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, it's easy for me, I think. I think we want to... You know, we all want to be safe and loved, and we spend our whole lives looking for uh, people that make us feel safe and loved. And and we're with the whole community. Then we have, uh, you know, as you put it, we have a wealth of support. We have uh, can share our burdens. We can be vulnerable. Uh, we feel safe and loved. It's a refuge, really. And that's what religion is, really, in my mind. It's a refuge. And if it's not a refuge then you've you've made the wrong choice uh but, but that's what community is it's a refuge for me cool maddie i mean just to sum it up a refuge for people that share your minds and joys are multiplied sorrows divided <laughs> i can't follow you can't that. steal that, my that, answer no, yeah. i know i'm summarizing <laughs> what you said because yeah. i think that sums it up perfectly luke said it all yeah yep. <laughs> yep. i agree all right guys we'll see you next week amen water to wine peace peace <laughs> Thank you.